Manna or Meatloaf, Episode 54. Trust me. Hello, hello. So we have this daughter whose patriarchal blessing told her that if she would just heed the counsel of her parents, she would never be led astray. So she came to me when she was considering whether to marry the man that she eventually did and said, Mom, what do you think I should do? I told her that I couldn't tell her what to do, but my advice was to live close to the spirit so he could. There's only one person who knows the beginning from the end, and it's certainly not me. Although I did and still do give that young man a great big two thumbs up. (laughs) I believe this advice to trust God with my whole heart. So why is it so hard to trust the same advice in the really hard moments or times? Why can it be so hard to trust God even when we know he's totally got us? I believe it's because, in part, it means we have to let go. And letting go can be so hard. Letting go of our own understanding, our own timetable and wants, our own control that can seem virtually impossible when we're full of angst, fear, and uncertainty. As a family, we have just witnessed and been blessed with a handful of miracles this past week. And honestly, just when my shoulders kind of relaxed and I took in a nice deep breath, we found out that our sweet daughter-in-law, Abby, who just gave birth three days ago, was taken to the ER and admitted to the hospital for some complications. Before I even prayed, I literally just flopped down on the couch like a half-ton lump of, I don't know, something, and I cried and wondered why these poor kids were being asked to find their way through so many challenges. The more I let the thoughts like this settle inside of me, the heavier I felt, like I could possibly even fall through the cushions and hit the floor with a great big thud. But then I remembered that I've had pretty good luck trusting my Father in Heaven in the past. In fact, it's those past experiences that have taught me that He really is there. He really does hear my pleas, and He's really got me. Weak, imperfect, totally freaked out me. So I immediately took a breath and dropped to my knees in prayer. Then I invited the members of my tribe to join us in prayers on their behalf as well. And then I submitted their names to the temple prayer roll again. The very second I acknowledged my Savior, Jesus Christ, like Alma the Younger, was the second I felt delivered from that heaviness. The second I remembered to trust God was the second I started to feel hope and strength replace that downward spiral of fear and what-ifs. The second I turned in faith, trusting Him to take care of them, was the second I just started to feel a lightness of heart and spirit, like this heavy burden of worry was being lifted. When we choose to trust God completely, we have to become okay with not knowing everything. We have to settle into that lack of control and believe that God wants the best for us, even if we can't see what that might look like, and accept some unanswered questions. We have to find that ounce of faith that these lessons will somehow teach us and be for our good. And that can be really hard when we have to accept that the same applies to our children, Oh, isn't it so hard to watch them struggle? 
I'm reminded of the Lord's words to a suffering Joseph Smith in Liberty Jail, as recorded in the Doctrine and Covenants 122.7, quote, If fierce winds become thine enemy, if the heavens gather blackness and all the elements combine to hedge up the way, and if the very jaws of hell shall gape open the mouth wide after thee, know thou, my son, that all these things shall give thee experience and shall be for thy good, end quote. One of my most favorite songs ever is by Katherine Nelson, and it's called Sometimes He Lets It Rain. I encourage you to buy it wherever you buy your music and add it to your playlist, or at least go listen to it on YouTube. It's honestly been in my heart ever since I heard it. And maybe it's because the first time I did hear it tended to be a stormy time in my own life. Listen carefully to these words from the melody. Sometimes he lets it rain. He lets the fierce winds blow. Sometimes it takes a storm to lead a heart where it can grow. He can move mountains of grief and oceans of pain, but sometimes he lets it rain. So how do we trust God in the middle of one of the inevitable storms of life? So I once heard this devotional, it was quite a while ago, about how careful we are to research and check one's credentials before we put our trust in them. I'm sure you've even seen a post from someone new to town who's looking for the best doctor or dentist or handyman, right? People want the recommendations of others, don't they? They want to check people's credentials or qualifications to make sure they can be trusted with their care or their teeth or those leaky pipes. So when was the last time you checked God's credentials? All the qualifications that prove he can be trusted. Wow, there's a thought, right? At first, I didn't even like the feeling of that idea. It almost seemed irreverent or disrespectful to me. So I turned, like I do so many times, to my dad for help in reconciling that concept or idea. And as usual, in his wisdom, he reminded me that God invites us to do that still today. Did he not say in 3 Nephi 24.10, in regards to tithing, quote, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it, end quote. Did you hear that? Prove me herewith. He's in essence saying, let me prove it to you. When the disciples were in the boat during a horrible storm and Christ walked out to them on the water and Peter wanted to go to him and Christ said, come unto me, he was saying, come on, I'll show you. Not because Peter was great, but because God could be trusted. In John 1 Jesus beckoned two of his disciples to come and see, and he still calls to us, come follow me, right? When Jesus told his disciples he was going to rebuild the temple in three days, his disciples couldn't understand. They didn't know how on earth he was going to do it because they thought he was talking about rebuilding a temple of brick and mortar. Well, he knew he would be crucified. The temple he would rebuild was his body. It was his resurrection. And when he showed himself unto them after his resurrection, he was proving it. So how exactly do you think that we check God's credentials, so to speak? How do we find all the ways and reasons we can trust Him? We read the scriptures. We learn the records of others' knowledge of Him. We listen to those who have experiences with Him. 
We listen to the testimonies of others. Isn't that why we have testimony meetings? I just asked my Facebook followers for their referral of a good painter, and the one we ended up choosing was the one who'd painted for a friend we already knew and trusted. That's what testimonies do for us. It's like they're saying, hey, I want to tell you all about this great painter I know that really helped me out. I trust him enough to refer him. At testimony meetings, we hear, hey, I want to tell you about my great God that I know and love. He's helping me every step of the way, and this is how I know I can trust him. I also want to encourage you to record your experiences and how God has already proven to you in past experiences that he can be trusted, that he has the unique qualifications and abilities to bear our burdens, to heal our hearts, and to save our souls. Those records will help you remember the next time you feel weak in the knees and resist casting our burdens upon the Lord. In Psalms 52:22, it tells us to do just that and promises that he will sustain us as we do so. So, loved ones still die, don't they? Jobs are still lost, marriages still fall apart, and life is still so hard. But when we heed the counsel in Proverbs 3, 5, and, quote, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding, end quote, we will find an added measure of the strength and hope that we need to weather any storm. When we let go of our human need to control or fix or manage what is happening and do our best and then let God do the rest, we can enter His rest. The Scripture's Topical Guide explains the rest of God as, quote, "...the enjoyment of peace and freedom from worry and turmoil. The Lord has promised such rest to His faithful followers during this life." End quote. That description leads us to two of many scriptural references I'd like to point out. The first is found in Exodus 33:14, quote, "My presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest." End quote. And found in Matthew 11 verses 28 through 29, quote, "Come unto me all ye that are heavy laden and I will give you rest." End quote. As I wrap up this episode, I want to quote my dad from our insightful phone conversation a little bit earlier today. He said, quote, when there's hope, there's faith. Where there's faith, miracles can happen, end quote. I asked him where that came from, and he said, well, there's a plaque on our bathroom wall. And if you're constipated, that comes in handy. (laughs) I love you, Dad. Thank you for all your help with these podcasts. He knew I needed a good laugh during a spell that acutely reminded me how and why I need to trust my great God in and with everything. In Alma 36.3, we read, quote, Whosoever shall put their trust in God shall be supported in their trials. End quote. I promise you, that's something you can trust. Mm-hmm. 